host. Y'all know I'm a big believer in authenticity. I'm a big believer in showing up, coming as yourself, wherever that self may be. I'm a big believer in allowing and showing up. And this platform that God has given me has given me an opportunity to be not just accountable to my audience, but to myself. Because when I started this thing out, I said that I was going to stop focusing on how many people I could reach. And I was going to focus on if I were just talking to one person and maybe that one person would just be me. So I had an experience earlier that might have ended up being a blessing and, um, well, two experiences. So y'all know I'm about that. And, um, I, I haven't really talked about this, but I'm going to get into it. So earlier this morning I woke up and I had recorded an entire pay it forward about an experience I had yesterday. And when I record, I usually will record with my screen off because something about seeing the waveforms just kind of distracts me from how I'm flowing. And so I'll record with my screen off. I'll make sure it's recording and then I'll just go on and record with my screen off. And when I turned my screen back on after I'd recorded everything, I was really pleased with, you know, the way it came out. And when I turned it on, there was no waveform. You know, it, it, it like almost like it hadn't even recorded. And I felt really disappointed and let down and just um, discouraged. And I just was laying on my bed like, man, I don't know if I want to record again. And I asked myself, all right, do I really want to record Is it about recording at this point? Is it about completing a task that I set forth to do? Or is it about being authentic? And what I had recorded about, which is what I'm going to end up talking about, was an experience I had. But it was also an opportunity for me, I feel like, to get back in touch, to get in touch again at a newer state with where I'm at now, which is When I recorded Pay It Forward, I always recorded it like I was talking to somebody. And most importantly, the person that maybe I was talking to was me. So my thing was having conversations, whether it was with someone I imagined talking to, whether it was with imagining talking to um, another person, imagining talking to myself and just paying it forward. It is my authentic journey. And I guess the thing is that nobody can really tell you what your journey is supposed to be like. Nobody can ever teach you how to be yourself. It's ultimately up to us to learn what us really is. So. You guys may know this, but, um, You know, you know, my name, my name is Brandon, Brandon Wade, and I am a African-American man. I'm a black man. That is part of my identity and it is not all of it is not all of my identity, but it is part of it. Um, I've seen a lot of trauma and as most black people have, 
we've grown used to certain types of trauma and especially over these last couple of months um you know with George Floyd we've had two or three different major celebrities die and for black people it's a bigger deal than for most races because we didn't see a lot of representation if not really any real representation of you know, heroes, you know, you have like Chadwick Boseman who died and all these things like that. Kobe Bryant, you know, these are people that our community looked up to. And there's a lot of grief, a lot of unprocessed feeling. And what we often at times have known is survival. So in survival, you know, we shut off our feelings. We shut off Anything that is not necessary to our basic functions. And we do our best to just try to exist, you know, to try to navigate and try to form some semblance of what we think oftentimes is safety. But it ain't really safe because truth be told, we want to live. God, and at least the God that I speak about, I, I... often want to say that this is a safe place for whatever and whomever you believe in, whether you just believe in yourself or you don't believe in anything at all, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in Jesus, whatever it is you believe that this is a safe space for you to be allowed to believe. I personally am a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ. And I, in my, my sense of belief, one thing I've been seeking is an understanding of life, an understanding of what God meant in the Bible in which he said, I came to give life and that much more abundantly. There are a lot of, there are people that I feel we, we that understand things in a degree that's not really widely dimensional. And as black people, we've mostly known things from either dimension one or dimension two, which is either survive or have basic necessities met. We are learning a crash course on grieving, on actual processing of grief. And it is scary. To see these different things. I woke up this morning um, after going to a BLM protest. I've never been to one before, but um, I, I am a part of a prayer group. And it's a, it's not what you think. It's just, a, it's just a prayer group of people that pray. There are people of all faiths that come on, all walks of life, all belief systems. And they come on and we just pray. We pray about things that are important. We pray about things that matter to us. We pray about things that God may bring or whatever it is that, that people are believing in. And we pray. We meet and we pray. We pray on Zoom and we pray from 10 to 11. We just pray about whatever comes to heart. And one person will pray and they might turn it over and have another person pray. But anyways, part of the ministry in which we involve ourselves in is going to places and keeping peace. And, um, we went out to, uh, BLM, uh, they had a protest in Los Angeles, um, just to be present, to comfort people that were in pain and to, uh, spread peace. 
so that there would be peace. And God, I saw so much grief. Understandable grief. So much of it. And the first thing I felt, man, was exhausted. I just felt so tired. I felt this ache under like like deep in like my 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 lower body and I was like I feel so tired. I couldn't even process just how tired I was feeling. And I started to to to, to get frustrated and upset at just at the fact that for you know, two or three hours, everyone was just looping back and forth about how angry they were. F the police. F this. F this person. F that person. And my emotional bandwidth was so low. I was just like, bro, if they don't just stop saying all of this stuff, can't we focus on something better, something different? And when I woke up today, I realized why it bothered me so much. There was a part of me that I had begun to shut off and I hadn't even realized I was starting to do it. Survival mode sometimes comes easily for some people that have lived life in a state of survival. And one of the main traits of survival is you try to make yourself numb. You don't want to feel because feelings are will distract you from the things in which you need to survive. Woo! Survival mechanism is one of the greatest things that our body teaches us to do. And it is one of the most dangerous things we can do when we are trying to expand. I could not appreciate the level of discomfort I started to feel when I felt and I heard those people saying, expressing the grief, the shame, and even seeing the rage where there was a part of me that wanted to cry. The other part was just like, oh, I want them to stop. I want them to stop. I want them to stop. Oh, I wanted them to stop. I wanted to impose my ego perspective on that community. I wanted to impose my ego perspective on that community. And I didn't want it just because I wanted to see peace. I wanted it because they were making me feel things I didn't want to feel. I did not want the reminder of grief. I did not want the reminder that I am still processing. I didn't want the reminder. And that is a revelatory understanding of what we are and where we are as people. We desire more than anything else to be able to feel safe and be safe to show up as we are and progress into what we want to be. I think that that is our core. 
motivation. We all want to progress into better versions of ourselves. And oftentimes we don't feel safe to show up as we truly are. In black communities, oftentimes we are taught that being who we are is secondary to doing what is necessary to survive. And for many years of our lives, for some of us, that was a reality. Not for me, but for my parents, it was absolutely a reality. For my dad, it was a reality for him. They grew up in times that told them what was most important was to survive, and they learned those lessons from their parents. And we oftentimes pass down things. I saw so much at that protest and we were able to, you know, pray and comfort some of the families. You know, we were able to do some things. And right after that, I was so resent. I felt I felt resentment that they had made me feel things that I had tried to ignore. And I couldn't I, I, I chose not to I chose to allow myself to unconsciously project some of how I was feeling onto BLM and I say, you know, they just won't stop talking about this, they won't stop talking about that, and they won't stop talking about this. And there is a reality to that. And there is a necessity to allow. When we allow and when we release, when we allow and we well really it doesn't even a matter of releasing when we allow what we allow begins to change as we allow. But we oftentimes are not taught to allow. We're taught to ignore. We're taught to suppress. We are taught to redirect. We are not taught to allow. And as black people, we desperately need to. We need to allow. Grief was transmuted into rage, into a shame that that said, I am not oppressed, but on the unconscious level said, I don't believe I will ever see a difference in this world. Oh, man, did that resonate with something I did not want it to resonate with? I woke up in this morning and I hadn't even realized I woke up. I was feeling so numb. And when I got in touch and I actually started asking myself about how I was feeling, all I could feel was just numbness, shame, resentment. Like, man, why are you asking a question like that? All you need to focus on is whether your body is working the way you want it to. I am actually kind of a believer that a lot of diseases and things that people have experienced doesn't really come from anything but unprocessed grief, unprocessed trauma, trauma passed down, trauma that is not addressed. And we are oftentimes told, heal, forgive, let go. But if you were to ask someone, how did they do that? That person would not have an answer. And the reason the person does not have an answer is because they themselves were never taught and they themselves don't really actually know. It hurt me when I found out that my spiritual father and mentor, who I looked up to, 
when I wanted him to teach me about how to forgive. He really couldn't teach me that because that wasn't something that he ever had really ever accomplished. And that really hurt my feelings because I was like, I I believed in you. And it was an understanding that sometimes the knowledge, sometimes the heart understanding, sometimes that being understanding is not something that someone may either be interested in or they may not even be aware of. And then after we protest, after well, after we were out in the protest because we were just there to keep peace. And after we left and we went and we ate, we saw some cops and we prayed with the cops. And these were great people. They were just people. They wanted to pray. They were interested. They wanted to be involved. And I realized that there is a narrative that has told us as black people that all cops are out to get us. That is not true. It's not even remotely true. It's just something that is constantly said. It's like when you look on the news and you see that there's a car accident and all you hear about is a string of car accidents, not realizing that those car accidents took up 2% of how many car accidents actually are out there. The cops are people too. And the people being murdered by cops are people too. But God, if there's just not so much to unpack here. We are taught. We are taught. We are taught. We are taught. Don't feel. Don't feel. Don't feel. Don't feel. Don't be. Don't be. Don't be. What is most important is to survive. If you can survive. That's what's most important, and that is not the case. To live and experience life, that's the vibrancy of everything that flows through our body. That's our body's sense of presence. That's the sense of smell, whether it's a good, whether it's a smell that's pleasant or a smell that's unpleasant, whether it's mildly unpleasant or majorly unpleasant, whether your emotional state is mellow, whether it's melancholy, whether it's, uh, whether you're, 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 you're sanguine and you're, 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 you're floating and, and whether you're, 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 you're in the, the, the brightness of, of, of the happiness and everything is vibrant or everything feels dark. The shadow parts of us, the parts of us that we don't want to talk about, the parts of rage, the parts of us that we have experienced. Every human being has every type of emotion and emotions were meant to flow through our bodies. And in every, in, in most of these places that I've seen and that I, we've experienced, and at least according to my experiences, which is probably just an ego story there, we are taught. That it is not okay. Stop, stop, stop. We are told everywhere we look, stop, 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 stop feeling. Stop it. And so we can't extend grace that we don't have for ourselves. How can you give someone grace to be themselves if we don't have grace to do so ourselves? If we don't feel that there is any grace for us. 
those people in BLM, man, them people ain't out there trying to hurt nobody. They're just trying to grieve. They're trying to express their pain in the most tangible way possible. And I could not help but empathize. But I also couldn't help but resent them for making me want to feel things I did not want to feel. And it was also an awareness call. When I got and I sat down, I said, I can't remember the last time I really felt. And it was just subtle. You know, it just kind of shifted that way because I just got used to surviving. I just got used to that being the, the, the method. That being the most important thing. You know, don't worry about what you're feeling. Worry about how you're doing. What's your performance? Are you being seen? Are you being felt? Are you being heard? Or is that what matters? Man, so much, um, so much to unpack here. Um, You hear all the time, or at least I've heard all the time in churches, like, you know, your feelings don't don't dictate your decisions. You know, you got to make decisions past your feelings. And, you know, you hear your feelings are your enemy. You can't trust them. First of all, who said that, bro? Who made that up? Who was the person that just woke up one day and just decided that that was going to be a statement of fact? Because it isn't. If we were not meant to feel, we wouldn't have feelings. Feelings bring vibrancy. Feelings bring dimension to life. We are meant to feel. And we are not just meant to feel selective feelings. We are meant to experience all feelings. All of We are designed to take up space. And in most cases, from our childhood, we are taught that taking up space is dangerous. That taking up space is unsafe. That your opinion, that your perspective, that your space must be minimized. We are taught that there is no room for us. That issue is not a black thing. That issue is a person thing. And I saw that at BLM. I saw people that spoke In a way that was raw and visceral, deeply enraged and also deeply ashamed. I saw people that were hurting and were also relieved that they were hurting. 
I saw myself. And I didn't like seeing that. There is a woman named the whole, well, well, her, her IG name is the holistic psychologist and she talks about emotional addiction. How when you grow up with unhealthy relationships and unhealthily modeled relationships, you will see relationships in the future that model those same actions as love and as safety because our minds oftentimes do not recognize love and safety as actual love and safety they only recognize love and safety as what is familiar because what is familiar the mind understands as love or as safe the mind does not really care whether it's actually safe it just recognizes familiar as safe Rage and shame. Those feelings are familiar to black people. Loss and grief. Those feelings are also familiar to black people. And there is a point in which there is a chemical addiction that can come from repeating feelings, looping things. And I saw this over and over where people would get up and they would all just say the exact same thing that the other person said in just a different way. And that really, really, really frustrated me. But in the back of my mind, I felt this buzz that was like, yeah, yeah, this is right. This is right. This is right. This is familiar. This is familiar. And I thought, if I'm feeling this, how many of us are standing here unconsciously drawn to this pain? Not realizing that this pain is meant to be processed, is meant to be allowed. It is meant to be given space and it is also meant to transform, to transmutate into something greater than what it is. Pain, emotions, all of them. You know, you know, it's even how I say emotions, how I'm not really talking about a particular emotion. That's a form of survival. That's a form I'm addressing right now. Pain. There's all types of pain. Grief. But let me be more specific. Grief is meant to allow us, allow us in ourselves. It's meant to open that part of us that we are not, that we sometimes are are taught to deny. It is meant to open us. And it is meant to allow us to see a wider perspective of life. But most importantly, grief is the point in us that says, I am allowed to be here. And I feel that when we suppress grief, it just shows up in other parts of our body. You see somebody says, well, I never get sick. Why am I getting sick now? Because the grief is in your body. And subconsciously and unconsciously, sometimes we suppress it and our bodies go like, hey, I'm st- it's still here because our bodies never forget. Even if our minds do, even if our hearts say, oh, that never happened. Our bodies still are like, yes, it did. We are people trying to grieve and we are people that has not had an explanation on how to do so for a while. We are a people that has been told to forgive and let go, but we have not been taught how. 
We are people that have been taught to gaslight our pain and say this pain does not exist. Or we are people that have been taught to build shrines to our pain and say that our pain becomes our God. And our pain is not necessarily meant to do that. It is just meant to open us up to draw attention to areas in which we were already hurting. And it was meant to draw us attention to the opportunity to allow and to heal because that's what our feelings do as we allow them, as we allow them to take residence, to move through our bodies. And as we allow our bodies to feel, our bodies begin to respond and the emotional states that we are, as we allow ourselves to give presence, to give voice to our perspectives, to our genuine, honest, authentic selves. We not only transmute our pain and our experiences into something that brings glory to our creator, we also allow ourselves to live, to live. There is something that our bodies are trying to let us know that when we grieve and my body was trying to let me know while I was out there, it was like, Brandon, you are hurting right now. And I was like, I don't want to hear it. And when I sat with myself in this morning, I was sitting, I felt I need, I need, I need, I need to get in touch with what I'm feeling. I need to get in touch with it. I need to get in touch with it. Because I am important. I'm important. Black Lives Matter is a group that wants black lives to matter. And it is also a people that is struggling to believe that due to trauma and unprocessed grief and evidence that presents an ego story that is otherwise. It is not the reality, but it is a reality. And it is one that needs to be honored. I saw a woman wailing in tears because she lost her boyfriend two days ago to a police shooting. And it resonated very uncomfortably with me with how I felt when my dad died. And how I felt when I found out my spiritual father died. Ah. Ah. That, 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 that lower feeling in your gut, that just, that weight that comes. Ah. That resonated so uncomfortably with me. And my ego just trying to protect me was like, man, 
These people just full of BS. And it's not true. They're just doing what they know. But I saw more than one side to an equation. I saw people that are genuinely hurting. And I saw people that are looking for a direction. They're looking for someone to 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 address. And I saw people that are just trying to find an answer where they've never been given one. And then I also saw the cops and also saw people wearing a uniform that are just people that go home to their families. I saw people that are also hurt for being misjudged. I saw people that are in pain and also trying to hide it as well because they also don't feel safe. And I believe that if we are people, especially those who believe in Jesus, we should be trying to create safe spaces for people. And the main way we can do that is creating a safe space for ourselves. I have always desired to create a community of of places where, of people, where everyone knows that here you are safe to be yourself, even if it does make me or someone else uncomfortable. You are safe to exist here without your existence being questioned challenged or invalidated first and foremost and given the opportunity to move through our feelings because that's what they're designed for is they're designed to move through us and we are designed to move through them not in spite of them Not because of them, but through. We're designed to work together. Our feelings are not a separate entity. They're just part of us. So that we may choose our most authentic selves and we can choose peace. Because what is peace? I say it's the presence of authenticity. The presence of groundedness. And I feel that the more that we seek peace, the more likely we are to find God. Man. Bro, I saw stuff that day in myself and in others I did not want to see. I did not want to see that. But I couldn't help but but I I would like to say I couldn't help but look but look at it. Of course I of course I could have helped. I just chose not to. I chose to see it. I chose to be there. I was drawn to be there. And this experience is one that has blessed me.
there's a really good book about grief recovery and processing, and I'm going to leave that in the show notes for everybody. It's a good book that has blessed me and it's allowed me to um, work through some major relationships that shaped my life and allow me to see perspective outside of them. Um, I don't remember the exact title, but I'm going to make sure to leave it in the show notes so that you will be able to uh, look at. And this is my way of paying it forward. These are some steps in which will help us through grief. There are um, some resources. If you are into holistic resources, there are um, uh, uh, some methodologies and modalities that you can use. I've used one before called the emotion code that deals with uh, the physical kind of homeopathic release of um, stored feelings that are subconscious. And I will, I can also leave that in the notes as well. Um, these are just a few tools and in my community, I want to bring, make it like a potluck. You know, everybody brings something, you know, I'm going to bring some resources to the table and everybody can bring their own resources to the table. But the goal is not to wallow. The goal is not to just, how do you put it? The goal is not to just create more addiction. The goal is to allow the feelings ourselves to take space and to also allow ourselves to become the greater version of ourselves. And that person is somebody that takes space. I'm proud of BLM because they took up space. That was an audience of people that we're seeing and hearing each other. And even if they weren't able to manage it fully, they were absolutely trying to do so. And I think that that is not only admirable, they were as a, a, a group of people that is supporting each other. And any black person would be happy to have somebody like that and a group that cares so all of the propaganda that I've heard about BLM, at least for LA version, I know it ain't really it ain't really true. They're they're just people just people trying to help, and oftentimes we try to help in the best way we know how. But man, I, I want to create an authentic community. I want to see authenticity being bred, and honestly, as much as we say we talk about authenticity, authenticity can be scary, man. Authenticity would be scary for anyone to do. Authenticity involves us addressing all parts of ourselves and not just the parts that we like showing everyone. It involves us addressing each and every part. Every shadow, every dark place, every light place, every awkward place, every uncomfortable place. It involves us being and it involves us allowing them and giving these places permission to exist. That is life. That's life. It's life beyond the tingle of having a new thing or the excitement of hyping yourself up off dopamine from being positive and reading all kinds of positive posts. It's beyond the tingling 
uh feeling that 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 feeling of 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 anger when you when you when you see something that is familiar or that feeling of jealousy it it, it is it's beyond just the narrow scope of emotions that we were given it is the ability to allow and to transform and to be transformed it's the ability to be and bro, I'm gonna be honest, man. I only know a little bit about that right now, about actually being. I had even questioned myself recently in some of the actions in which I'd done and the places which I was going. I was like, man, I'm, I think I'm performing again. I think that I'm performing again, and I think that it feels good to perform. It feels good to be in environments sometimes where people don't ask me nothing, but they just they all they want to know is how well I'm performing and will it impact my performance? Man, it feels great to do that because it feels familiar to do that. But is that the uncomfortable, blessed standard of living that God has called me to? And I cannot say that it is. We are meant to live, live vibrantly, live. We are meant to live. We are meant to experience uncomfortable things that break us into areas and arenas that we never expected that we could go into. We are meant to experience things that cause us to not react according to what we're used to, but to learn and realize that there are more experiences out there than what we know. We are meant to show up. And I miss showing up, man. I really, really missed showing up. And, and, and in some of the things in which I've experienced, man, showing up might mean me really just staring at the wall. Showing up might mean me crying. Showing up might mean me doing any and everything that I am doing. Showing up is not performance based. Doing is performance based, but showing up means that I give myself permission to be. So that's what I'm calling us to do. God, I thank you right now for each and every person that's listening. Anybody under the sound of my voice, God, that you're calling people to authenticity like you're calling me. That you're calling us to show up. And that you're showing us that when we show up, that we're not as far from you as we have imagined. That as we show up, that you say, I'm the one. They called you to show up in the first place. So God, thank you for all the mirrors that you got me to show up. And thank you for this year that you're doing. And thank you for everybody that has been listening and rocking with me. And that you would bless them to be able to show up too. So God, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all love y'all, man. If y'all ever want to come on the prayer line or whatever, man, dude, I'd be happy. We'd be happy to see you, man. Um. I'll leave the link or whatever in the show notes, but it's really just, it ain't no pressure or nothing like that. You know, we just be praying. It's just people praying. So, um, you ain't going to be no judgment. Nobody going to judge you for where you at, what you do, nothing like that. We just interested in seeing you. And, um, as I create this community, we starting by paying it forward to each other, bringing our most authentic selves and paying it forward to each other. So, man. I love y'all so much, and I appreciate y'all for rocking with me through my journey into authenticity and for me learning to give myself permission to be the person that I am. I appreciate y'all, and God bless y'all. Peace.